You are listening to the official Wamkers podcast. My name is Dirk Smirkley and I'm accompanied by my co-host, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper because he's a ripper mate and a ripper bloke. How are you, Jack? I'm good, Dirk. How are you? I'm not too bad. Feeling smirkly. Feeling a bit cooped up, really. This uh, isolation's doing my head in. Seems to drag on forever, doesn't it? Uh, I think it'll be dragging on for a while longer. Anyway... In this week's podcast, uh, we discuss the toilet paper crisis, all the pressing issues in today's society that revolve around toilet paper. Lou roll. Lou roll. Lou roll. A few of the listener emails. We're going to go through a few listener emails and see what you all think of the show. Um, got a few doozy. Um, we're going to remember the Steamrail Steam Spectacular tour. Way back from 2016. Or, uh, the spectacular flop. The spectacular as flop. As it were. That's right. Yeah. Um, a few of our recommendations and, uh, yeah, look, let's just jump right into it. Jump right in. Jump right in. So we're going to talk about the toilet paper crisis. What's your take? What's your hot take on the toilet <laughs> paper crisis? hot take on the toilet paper crisis. Well... What a bunch of bloody arse wipes going out there and buying all that toilet paper. Hey, I see what you <laughs> did there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's madness. It's well and truly madness. Um, I've had a little bit of experience working in a supermarket. Uh, check some, out, check. Some would say a little, some would say, some would say five years. Um, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. A week ago we were struggling to get toilet paper in, and now I've got customers bringing it back. Bring it back? Not... Not bringing back one packet. Not one pack. Customers bringing back 10 grand worth of toilet paper. News story this week out of Adelaide, little independent supermarket. The customer brings back 10 grand worth of toilet paper and hand sanitizer. What's your, what's your hot take on that? $10,000 of toilet paper. Yeah. How did they even manage to get their hands on that much in the first place? Do you want to know how they did it? Now, this is real crafty. They got a team of people, and this guy told them that he'd pay them in toilet paper if they all went in and bought the maximum amount allowed, which they all did. And they got 10 grand worth of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, all that kind of stuff. The plan was to sell it on eBay. Would you buy toilet paper off eBay? Oh, you'd have to be pretty bloody you'd have desperate. To be interesting, yeah. You'd have to That's be desperate right. to buy it off eBay because then you've got to wait for shipping. 40 bucks a roll. Yeah. Look, I'll. If people are buying it, why not? Problem is, people weren't buying it. Um, eBay store got shut down, and then stores started stocking toilet paper again. What's a guy going to do with 10 grand of loo roll? 10 grand, that's just ridiculous. But something interesting that I, I found out the other day, I didn't know this was a thing, but do you fold or scrunch your toilet paper? This has been a thing since the dawn of time, Jack. You've got to fold. There's no way you can scrunch. And uh, how many sheets? That's the real thing. Because if, if you're at $40 loo roll, you, I, you're going to want to maximise your... I personally use 17 sheets, 17 squares of toilet paper each time. Um, I know people, though, who use one square. One square. One square. That's, that's thin. One square wipe. <laughs> I call them one square Wilson. Yeah, look, I don't know. What do you think of returning to it? Do you think they should be allowed to return all this toilet paper? No, I think it's good punishment for them. Yeah. If they can't, to be honest. Donate it to charity. That's it. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Here on the Wamkers podcast, we pride ourselves on the latest and greatest news. <laughs> on toilet paper. All around, around Australia and the world. 
Yeah. Well, that's enough enough news for this week. Am I sounding a bit better down your end this time? You're sounding much better down my end. Now, f- listeners, last week Jack was joined joined, <laughs> joined up to us by phone link because this is quite an impromptu impromptu uh, escapade. This week we've decided to give him a nice microphone, and you're coming through nice and clear, Jack. Nice and clear. Nice and clear. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. But maintain social distancing at all times, dickheads, all right? <laughs> That's it. Um, all right. Good stuff. Now, Steam Rail Steam Spectacular. Mm. The reason I bring this up is because I'm going to play your sound recording a bit later. I can't remember where it was taken. I can remember it was from that trip, that fateful day in 2016. Was it that long ago? It was 2016. Wow. It was the year they got the A2 going again. Mm. Um. What do you remember from that day, Jack? Tell us your story. Uh, there's some interesting bits and pieces that I remember, but uh, the main one was uh, the, the D3 breaking down at Rockbank. <laughs> and uh, because they couldn't get their fire going again, every photo after that... It was a smoke show. It was a smoke show, and we couldn't see the other two engines. That's right. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, dropped their fire at Rockbank about two hours into the... Well, it went well into the night, didn't it? What do they do? Yeah. Ex-Melbourne. Departed Melbourne, went to Ballarat? Ballarat, Geelong, Geelong Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep. Shit. We, we gave up before the whole thing was over and went home and had pizza and beers. To yeah, I think yeah. We, we gave up at Ballarat. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I think we watched them depart and that was it. Yeah, same. Yeah. So that was, that was the biggest two hours behind the whole day. Yeah. I was sitting there waiting at this bloody bridge in the middle of nowhere with about 20 other Gunzels. A few notable characters were there, actually. Mm. Um, Can you describe the, the, the general vibe of being in one of these photo lines? Ah, the vibe of being in one of these photo lines. So we've got the pros that have their, uh, their good The pros that program. have the, you know, the Canon 5D Mark Vs and you've got your guys with your big TV cameras and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got the dickheads like me. With my little point-and-shoot camera. Um, and then then you got the extreme foamers, <laughs> the foamers. <laughs> that's a completely different breed. Right, yeah. We, yeah. we, we won't a, go into it. Maybe to- that's another topic. Another for, topic uh, yeah. for another day, I think. Yeah. But um, in that photo line, I distinctly remember talking to an ex-cop. And he, I wasn't talking to him. He was talking to me. And he just wouldn't shut up about A2, D3, blah, 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 I remember when, I remember when. <laughs> Yeah, mate, don't care. Back in anyway, the day. anyway, guy fell off his ladder. Um, a very notable character. If he's listening, he'll know who I'm talking about. Bring the higher ground. And uh, yeah, in the end, the train was two hours late, and it was disappointing. Disappointing to say the least. Everyone missed the parallel run. Everyone missed the parallel run. So the parallel run was supposed to happen Geelong, Melbourne, wasn't it? Geelong to Melbourne. I believe so. Um, yeah. I, I had no desire to stick around for it. I was sick of the day. Yep. Most people were. Anyway, to uh, to close off this topic, I'm going to play you a sound recording of a very wet and smoky D3 with an A2 and an R-Class behind it, powering up a hill somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Here you go. Enjoy.
All right, what do you think of that, Jack? Well, it's a bit of a kerfuffle, isn't it? Uh, it what do you mean, kerfuffle? It's a good sound recording. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that, that threw you off, didn't it? <laughs> well, do you feel offended? I I'm feel, sorry. I feel very offended. Look, we're just going to move on now. Sweep that under the rug. Um, hide it with your toilet paper. Wow, good job. Well, you've really you've thrown me off. Anyway, emails, emails, emails. Surprise, we got any? We're talking listener emails. We're going to jump right in. This very we've had this question asked in person. We've had this question asked over Facebook. We've had this question asked now in an email, and this email here is from Kev. And Kev wants to know, are you guys called the wankers or the wankers? Kev, you call us whatever you like. But get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, we aren't wankers, all right? We like lamps. We like lamps, all right? Wankers. White Horse and Marunda Kerosene and Electric Railway Lamp Society. What more can be said? That's right. That's who we are. That's what we do. We don't really do lamp chat on this podcast because because we're usually surrounded by our beautiful lamps as we record. Yeah. And there's not much to say about them, really. So no. a lot of lamps. The lamps. A lot of lamps. A lot of lamps. A lot of lamps. A lot of lamps. Um, next email is from Mavis. Now, I think a Mavis may have emailed us by accident. Mavis is... Uh... One of our supposed, what, 19 listeners? Yes, 19. 19 listeners. Um, there's no other way to jump into this than to just start reading. Mavis says, Hi, I'm a Christian lady and there are two homosexual cats living in my backyard and they need a home. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know if a cat's homosexual? I need to... <laughs> I need some time to take that in. I want to know. I'm going to push on. It gets worse. I don't feel right about them being there since they are living the alternative lifestyle that does not go along with my religious beliefs. They are tame and... They are tame and fixed... What? Tame and fixed. Fixed? Ah, oh, fixed. They've had their bits cut off. Ah, right. Ah. Right. Fixed. <laughs> They're really Mavis. fixed. All right. They are tame and fixed, and the person who lives in the yard behind me moved and left them. Oh, they've been left behind. They have been eating food that I set out for my homosexual cats. Well, at least she's a Christian lady. At least she's taking ownership for now. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Very generous. Uh, these cats are also different races, as one is black and one is white. <laughs> I guess it's okay because the black one is sort of a helper to the white one who is very cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, Mavis. When were you born? 1756? We might have to get in touch with Mavis. Oh. Uh, but, they, but they clean each other and love on each other. And I think that in the eyes of God, this is not acceptable as they are two males. I don't want to participate in encouraging this type of homosexual behaviour as God might not look favourably upon the cats or me. Well, meow. Mavis, I don't know what you can do about your cats, honestly. Um, I think Mavis needs to, uh, <clears throat> yeah, step out of the 17th century. Yeah. Look, if, if they're happy with each other, let them be. Um, but if you can help Mavis out with the cats... 
please email us at uh, whamkersofficial at gmail.com. Almost forgot the email there. W-A-M-K-E-R-S official at gmail.com. If you want to help Mavis out with her cats, I'm sure she would be delighted so she can get back to the, the Christian lifestyle that she wants to live. Okay, uh, and we've got one more. We've got a Facebook message, Jack. This one's from Louie, and all he sent is why. Why? Why. Just why. Just why. The letter Y, mind you. Real teen talk for there. That's right. I had a stalk of his profile. He looked like he was about 56 years old. (laughs) So he's getting hip with the kids, yo. Why? Why. Now, I can only assume that he's asking why the podcast? Why now? Why do we exist? Why do we have so many lamps? There's so many questions that... That that letter invokes, you know? Yeah. You I get know me? All about it. You know all about it. All right. I know all about it. What we'll do is we'll answer we'll answer why the podcast. Well Dirk and I met through the railway, um, up at a heritage railway that we were volunteering at. So um, It shall remain unnamed. Unnamed. For something purposes. Let's just say it's a preserved narrow gauge railway. Yes. Anyway. In the hills. <laughs> Moving. <laughs> Um, somewhere the east of Melbourne. Don't go looking for us. Don't go looking for <laughs> us. Don't go asking for us. No one will know who we are. Um, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. And uh, I, I happen to have an old railway lamp that sort of um, got Mr Smirkley's attention and he thought this is quite interesting. So since then we've been going around collecting these lamps and uh, it's taken us all around Victoria, hasn't it? All around Victoria. All around Victoria, right up to Ballarat, Bendigo. Ben- it's far. Have we Ballarat, been to Geelong? Bendigo. No, I'm not sure. We haven't been to Geelong for lamps. No. No. Okay. No, we've uh, only visited. Up to Nuji. Yeah, Nuji. Nuji for the J class. That's right. Well, for our lampathons. We, yeah, that's where we put all of our lamps. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, if you head over to our Facebook <laughs> Facebook page, uh, you'll see a few photos of some of our lamps. Um. There's a lot of lamps. A lot of lamps. A lot of lamps. And uh, we go to Nuji and put them all on the J-Class there. J550 mm. is the locomotive. Um, we were kind enough to meet the guy who runs the runs the heritage. The museum there. The museum there. He's a really nice bloke. His name escapes me at the moment, but uh, he was quite keen for us to get our lamps up and take some photos, eh? Yeah, he certainly was. But the main thing is it's not even really about the lamps. It's more about the, uh, the road trips. That's right. And the fun we have. So... We have all these discussions that are stupid and out there and think, oh, this is rubbish. But then um, we thought, oh, why not record them? You know? <laughs> and uh, get other people to listen to our our ranting and raving. Musings. Musings, yeah. Our musings. Yeah. So, so there, there we have it. That was the, that was the, the brain fart that, <laughs> that led to this, that podcast. Led to this podcast. We hope that that uh, answers your question as to why. Um, Ladies and gentlemen. We are back on track. Introducing our new segment, Save the Coal. Save the Coal. Save that coal. Hang on, let's do it in harmony. Three, two, one. Save the Coal. We've got this little book. This is the 1952 Victorian Railways Handbook on the Locomotive. Is it on the locomotive? It's not on the locomotive. It's It's about about the the locomotive. locomotive. And on every second page, there is a little subheading 
Well, it's actually not little. It's probably the biggest text in the book. It says save the coal. Anyway, they were very concerned about coal wastage back in 1952. Very concerned. Very concerned. Now, at this little railway we work at, there are a few notorious characters who like to make a lot of black smoke. Mm. Would you agree? Would yeah. you agree? And it's almost, it's almost heralded. It's almost like you get, you get paraded down the street. Just uh, let's put it out there. Apocalyptic. Smoke cloud. Yes. To block out the sun. You don't want those tourists seeing any of the nice scenery. You want them to see the smoke. Anyway, that, this <laughs> wouldn't have flew in 1952. The prevention of smoke and firing practice are closely related. Black smoke indicates wastage of coal or oil and is caused by 1. Heavy firing 2. Insufficient air 3. Low firebox temperature And, Jack, I'm going to add in a fourth... Yeah. Uh, for being a dickhead. That's pretty much sums it up. Being off. an idiot. Oh, <laughs> little move of the microphone there. Um, remember that the fire that produ- remember that the fire that produces the maximum amount of steam burns the minimum quantity of fuel. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like what this book says. And this feature will not be making a return this week, next week next because week. this is just this is horrendous. I'm sorry you had to listen to that. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, that is disrespectful of us. And uh, burn toilet paper, not coal. Yeah, burn toilet paper, not coal. Um, look, Jack, that just about wraps it up I for this that, week. That's enough said. Enough said. Um, what's the What's the title of today's podcast? Oh, I'll think of that while I'm burn toilet paper, not coal. Yeah, burn toilet paper, not coal. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dirk Smirkley and Jack the Ripper, because he's a ripper mate and a ripper bloke. What are you doing? What are you doing this week, Jack? What's what's on for you? Just work. Work Dirk. Work Dirk. I like it. <laughs> that's all it's yeah, on. Yeah, same for me. And we're lucky. Lucky that we've still got a job. That's right. That's so, right. We can't complain. For all those people out there listening that haven't got a job, we hope that this has uh, <laughs> entertained you for 20, 25 minutes that you've been listening and uh, or perhaps the right to work. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to us, you're probably mad. Just like to let you know that. On that note, we're going to leave you. We're going to leave you right here. We're going to leave you sitting in the mess. We're going to leave you sitting in a tangle of cables. Remember, like, imagine a pile of tangled headphone cables. Bury yourself right in it, and that's where we're going to leave you. We're not going to untangle them till next week. No, sir. Nope. We're going to untangle them with talk of foamers next week. Excellent. We're chucking that in. What Check is on. a FOMA? What about, um, I was thinking we could get the, the listeners to send in some topics, but one, one that I'm interested in that popped up the other day was, was a funny thing or a funny circumstance that you've had to run from something. Mm. Yeah, something that spooked you or... Perhaps, I've got a few stories. Yeah. That time I ran from the German police. Yeah, I will. Save it for next show. I certainly will, folks. Make sure you all stay safe, drink plenty of water, eat plenty of food, not too much food. Jack, until next time. Until next time. Bye, folks. Have a good one. See you later.